the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's another person that teaches what isn't taught. It's Ann Coulter, who, uh, whose books are major works of scholarship. And I just need to say, say that often. I say when she's not on. But here she is on. Ann Coulter, where are you right now? <laughs> I'm giving a speech in, in Florida this weekend. So luckily, I am not. I just got out of New York. <laughs> Yes, exactly why I asked. I was in Kentucky yesterday, so I have an idea. Wow, you're yeah, le- in Kentucky. Yeah, where? Louisville. Did you oh, notice, by I the way, and I've learned to say that. it properly. Did you Do you say Louisville properly? Uh, yes, my mother's from near there. Oh, really? Very yes. nice. And I just reported something I would love you to uh, react to. Uh-huh. Apropos of not not the State of the Union address or the uh, what you wrote on today with regard to immigration, Rutgers University is offering a course... Uh, on Beyonce in the de- school's Department of Women's and Gender Study. And it's called Feminist Perspectives Politicizing Beyonce. And it, uh, it analyzes her through American race, gender, and sexual politics. What do you think of that? You know, I haven't written about this yet because I keep get- being pulled back into writing about how I want Republicans to do something about the mentally ill to stop these spree shootings or to do something about reducing our overall immigration levels, which would be very popular with Americans as opposed to plutocrats and Mark Zuckerberg and the Chamber of Commerce um, who want floods of, of, of cheap labor. And my third idea, which I haven't gotten to yet, is I want congressional Republicans to have like those tobacco CEO-style hearings with the administrators of American colleges and have them explain why they're paid $800,000 a year, you know, each one of the deans and the assistant deans. Explain that to the American people. Um, Because, as you know, but most people don't really think about every time the government steps in to say, oh, we're going to make college tuition cheaper, um, what they do is create a subsidy, and colleges just say, oh, how much is that Pell Grant worth? Okay, we'll raise tuition by exactly that amount. So you're constantly chasing your tail. You can't reduce. It's just a transfer of wealth from the taxpayers to college professors and college administrators. And often you pay more for something, you get something better. Highly paid CEOs, for example, may save the company multiple millions of dollars. So, you know, give him a fraction of what he made for the country or for the company. Um, In the case of, of colleges, the more money the taxpayers send to them, the worse they get, the more ridiculous they get. It's not as if food or housing has gone up. What's gotten so much better about education that the inflation rate for college tuition has gone up by like 800% since the 70s? Yep. That's, I, I think about when I went, when I went to Columbia, the, the tuition was $3,000, the full tuition, <laughs> and, and you got a better education. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And this is a great issue for Republicans. Everyone working at a college, essentially, 99.9%, hates Republicans with a hot, hot hate. Are they going to get people angry with them who aren't already, who don't already, aren't sworn to their destruction? 
Soccer moms would love it. They're busy looking at the family bills and wondering why why the, the, the family is going into debt to send their kids to college. I also think colleges should be required um, to, to in for, for, you know, truth in advertising, to put out information on um, what their graduates are making per major and are they employed one year after graduation, three years after graduation, five years after graduation, 15 years? And do not tell me this is too much paperwork, because these are the very professors who seem to think that businessmen have an endless amount of time to be filling out OSHA and EPA reports. Good. Well said. Listen to this New York Times editorial on the uh, President's State of the Union address. I'm going to read you one line here. If Republicans in Congress stymie the public's needs and desires... Mr. Obama should employ every tool in his box to bypass those barriers. Now, if the, how do they explain the majority of Republicans in the House, the majority of Republicans in state legislatures, and then say that the Republicans are stymieing, stymieing the public's needs and desires? No, the public will is always on their side, always on their side, the way they report things. So it means that really, and I mean this literally, what the New York Times editorial board believes is what America believes. Uh, Yes, which is why their motto is the opposite of the truth. (laughs) What, all the news that's fit to print? No, I mean, that is their motto. Oh, I see. The opposite of the truth. Yeah, well, oh, oh, I see, oh, I see. That is the motto you're giving them. Yes, yes. I'm no, I, I understand. No, I know. And by the way, the last time I was, I was, um, we were all being informed with such, with such arrogance of what the American people wanted and demanded was after the Newtown shooting. This time it's different. Um, we're going to the, the country is demanding, rising up and demanding gun laws. Did you see that in the year since the Newtown shooting, um, support for gun control has gone down to its lowest level in like 30 years? Which is which is a, a, a particular application of, of one of my theorems, which is the more people know about a subject, the more conservative they are on that subject. What happened in the year since Newtown is there was all this chit chat about guns, heavily biased against guns, but some some facts managed to trickle out <laughs> to the public, um, and they see that we've got to stop blaming the guns. We need to lock up crazy people. Um, or, or that is. Um, oh, allow me for a second. I w- we need mental, mental. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you want to address that. I want you to address it. I just want to emphasize a point that you made: that the more people know about a subject, the more likely they are to take a conservative position. Yeah, that's a very important point. That Margaret Thatcher and I, I never get it exactly right, but it's essentially facts are conservative. Yes. Yes, I first noticed this back when I was at college um, at Cornell, and all of the Russian studies professors were not quite as hip on the Soviet Union yes. <laughs> as the complit professors were. That's a great, that is a great point. That's exactly right. And, and so you're right. that People start looking into what exactly does a gun law mean and how does that affect the facts of life are conservative. That's the actual quote from Thatcher. That's exactly. Yeah, it is. So now, now tell us, you're on a crusade, and I, and I say that I find the word perfectly legitimate. Yeah. There are. I mean, it's such a stupid idea to uh, to make it the c word, as it were. 
there are good crusades and bad crusades. Right. Among your crusades is with regard to mental illness and violence. So why don't you uh, take the time to explain? Well, if you look at all these free shootings, um, the issue isn't the implement of destruction. It's that the, the person committing it was a paranoid schizophrenic. And this Fuller Tory, whom I've been quoting endlessly, um, he wrote a book called The Insanity Offense. He's been warning about this since the deinstitutionalization movement, um, that if you push all these people, there may have been too many people in mental institutions and certainly way too much therapy and Freudian analysis. Um, but you can track the, these, the mass murders and spree killings decade by decade um, for a century. And there used to be, you know one or two per decade. Suddenly in the 70s, um, people who should not have been released from mental institutions were released. The homeless population quintuples, um, you, an awful lot of the mentally ill just end up being housed in prisons instead of in nice warm um, um, facilities to care for them and give them their medicine. And we're suddenly getting all of these spree shootings. I mean, just look at that picture of of Jared Loeffner in Arizona or James Holmes in Colorado, um, the, the Virginia Tech killer, obviously Adam Lanza. These people needed to be on medicine, and unfortunately, you know, the ACLU's the big left wing thing. Oh, who are we to say they're crazy? They want these people living on the streets. It's incredibly unkind to the mentally ill. Incidentally, there there a lot of schizophrenics are. Can, can go about their lives, have families, have jobs. They just need to take their medication. But part of the illness involves not knowing you're sick. And it's not just guns. It's knives and pushing people in front of subways. It's so obvious that that's what the problem is. And again, this would be a very appealing issue to the, the soccer moms of America, and I wish Republicans would push it, because Democrats cannot help themselves, not only because it's good policy, but it's, it's brilliant political strategy because Democrats can't help themselves but to defend the right of the mentally ill to not be treated. Now, so what would, the, what would a, a, a piece of legislation be, for example? Well, Fuller Tory has drafted some um, model legislation, and I, I believe, um, is it Megan's Law in New York was, was modeled after it. But the basic idea is that if you, you have a hearing... <laughs> You have a hearing um, before, and, and, and often it's merely the threat of institutionalization, and, and ha you can have outpatient treatments where they come in um, and to make sure they're taking their medicine. But in some cases, they do need, you do need beds for them, and you'd have one psychiatrist, one family member, and I don't know, one, I think there was a third person, I forget who that was, um, to show up before a judge and determine whether someone should should be institutionalized or be required to take to take his medicine, um, and really all you need is a hearing. Can you imagine James Holmes or Jared Loeffner at a mental illness hearing? And no, his lawyer can't do all the talking for him. He has to talk to the judge. It's it's really not that complicated. I am quite. And sure who would who would bring this person to court? Often the family members. Would Jar in Jared Loeffner's case, would would the mother have done that? Um, I'm not sure if the mother would, but gosh, everyone, everyone, that he went and got a tattoo, and that tattoo artist said um, there's another Columbine waiting to happen. There was that one woman in class with him from, who from the first day 
had a paper record of her emailing her friend saying, I'm terrified he's going to bring a gun to class someday. We have a crazy person. The professor went to the school, probably one of the professors the schools would have. They were terrified of him and wanted to get him out of the classroom. I mean, everyone who encountered this guy knew he was, knew he was a danger um, and, and that, that he, he had a mental illness problem. He, it needed to be dealt with. You had, um, this isn't a, a murder case, but, but sort of the famous case that crystallizes the issues and the sides on this, the famous Billy Boggs case in New York City when um, Mayor Koch or Giuliani, I think it may have been Koch, just wanted to, her, her family, it was her sister saying she's living on the street, she's smoking crack, running into traffic, burning paper, um, harassing pedestrians, defecating on the sidewalk. Her sisters were begging, begging the city to put her at Bellevue. What is the name of that book you recommend? The Insanity Offense? Insanity Offense, Okay, yes. so he, here is uh, today's column. Uh, Ann Coulter has, uh, or actually dated yesterday, Ann Coulter's column, uh, GOP Craft's Plan to Wreck the Country, Lose Voters. And it is her powerful case against... Now, let me understand, Is it, it what is it against exactly i know it's against just unlimited uh, immigration of, of people and you have poll after poll and the key point you make is they bring and i i have said this for as well for many years they bring their values with them yes and those values comport with the democratic party's values yes and i promise you if if immigrants on average voted um, for the Republicans the way they in fact do and for a hundred years have voted for the Democrats, um, we'd have you know, Chuck Schumer on the border and an absolute, an absolute suspension of, of legal immigration. But, I mean, you have to understand that Im- massive immigration uh, helps the fortunes of the Democratic Party. If the country just stood still for, for a decade conservatives and and patriotic values would overwhelm democrats they'd be the ones in electoral trouble um because because conservative jews and christians mormons they're the ones having eight kids per family the demographic war um in america left to its own devices uh favors conservatives it'll take us decades to catch up now because um well, there was a heavy immigration at the beginning of the last century. It was completely cut off in the 20s. It was just too much for the country to absorb all at once. Um, America is a very special place, and it takes a while to be inculcated into American values. That was even back when we were attempting <laughs> to inculcate people in American values. Now, now there's no, there's no, there's no attempt to. To the contrary, popular con- culture, the schools, the colleges um, are are pretty anti-American. Um, I always point out to people that the people who uh, who slaughtered us on 9/11, uh, in most cases, had attended an American college. Yes, it's an it's it it it's not in and of itself a devastating point, but it's not an insignificant point. Yes, you, you don't learn to appreciate America at an American educational institution. No, you don't. So it's a bigger problem now. It, basically, immigration levels were low from the 20s up until 1965. When Teddy Kennedy, <laughs> they are sneaky, these Democrats, um, um, enacted the 1965 Immigration Act that not only allows an enormous increase in, in immigration generally, but specifically, just incidentally, immigration from countries that have not traditionally sent Americans here. Um, 
and 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 because of but mostly because of the family reunification policies uh we're now up to and have been for about a decade more than a million immigrants a year this hugely favors democrats immigrants of this has nothing to do with race or ethnicity immigrants have always been the bulwark of the democratic party um, they come from cultures that are liberal they bring their cultures they're often poorer than the average american in need of, of government assistance um, this this is a scam that benefits only the democrats and Phyllis Lafley just put out this report. It, it, it's still embargoed, as far as I know, but um, I, uh, I caged a copy, and I just said I have, I have to write about this. What she did was put together, I've written about some of these polls. Um, she and, and, and Eagle Forum put together all of these polls, by the way, from left-wing institutions. <laughs> these weren't their, their own polls. It was from NBC News. It was from um, um, Pew Research, Harris Polling. Uh, Latino decisions and and the polling of what immigrants believe uh, it's it's terrifying um, and this will change over time but we need we need that time I mean for example one of the ones that surprised me the most was um, a Harris poll with something like I forget the exact numbers here eighty one percent of Americans thinking think children in schools should be taught that America is a great is a great country and be proud to be Americans. Um, only 50% of immigrants, and we are talking about naturalized citizen immigrants here, I think so. Yeah, um, I read that. Like six- so, so it seems to me that the Republicans are damned in either direction because the Wall Street Journal folks make the argument that with Rep- Republicans being identified as opposing immigration, they're doomed with the immigrant vote. But, but the more no. immigrants... Okay, no, go on. No, no, that's that's an interesting fact. I'm going to write more about that next week. I was running up against my word limit. One thing, the reason immigrants are voting, and this is Asian, Hispanic, Muslim, whatever kind of immigrants, um, generally has very liberal beliefs. They believe overwhelmingly in big government, support Obamacare, um, are for gun control, and so on and so forth. They don't care about amnesty. They're not voting for the Democrats on amnesty. They're not voting for the Democrats on wide-open immigration policies. And in point of fact, this will be in next week's column, um, the Democrats know this perfectly well. Obama's ads, Spanish-language ads, directed at the Hispanic vote in 2012, did not say a word about amnesty. You know what they talked about? I'm going to give you free health care. They know what what immigrants are voting on. They are voting on big government policies because they came from countries and cultures where the government did do everything. And, and I mean, the, this idea that the Wall Street Journal types have, that these beliefs of immigrants aren't sincerely felt, aren't deeply felt, and, oh, we can just flip up if we just, just come out for amnesty. No, no, that, it has, A, they don't want amnesty, and please don't dismiss their views as... As, as something that can be, you know, changed on it. So let me say to my listeners, because you know I love clarity more than anything else. That's really the issue. Do, do, do most immigrants support the Democrats because of conviction or because of policies pro-immigration or not? Her argument, and I, I, I'd like to see a refutation of it. I really would like to see it is that they come with convictions. These are not tabula rasas showing up. Empty slates, blank slates. And her latest column is on immigration. And really, it's just... Not just as a, a poor term here, but 
my point being, it's it's not so much Ann Coulter as it is Ann Coulter's delivering of data. And the data on the polling of immigrants, whether Asian or e- Asian at least as much as Hispanic, are powerful statements of the convictions that immigrants come with in, in America today. They've already been, that is, all immigrants, Democrats to begin with, as a general rule, then they evolve. But now it's the convictions as well as the desire to be helped by the government. I want to read to you, Anne, uh, Jeb Bush uh, in uh, the Wall Street Journal, and, uh, of course, the former Republican governor of Florida. And it's the direct opposite of what you, what you said. Republicans have much, this is how he ends his column, Immigration is not the only issue on which Hispanics or Asians vote, which, by the way, is exactly your point. Yeah. But it is a gateway issue. Right. Okay. Republicans have much in common with immigrants, beliefs in hard work, enterprise, family, education, patriotism, and faith. Go ahead. Um, that was, again, one of the stunning statistics or, or poll questions. Um, it's in my column. I forget who took it. Uh, but but when, when people were asked, um, Hispanics, non-Hispanic whites, Republicans, Democrats, uh, do you have a favorable view of capitalism? Hispanics have a less favorable view of capitalism than people who self-describe as liberal Democrats. That was Pew Research, by the way. It was the Pew Research. Pew, yeah. Um, um, Liberal Democrats uh, have an unfavorable view of capitalism by 47%. Hispanics, 55%. So these fairy tales being told by um, people who I think have an interest in in cheap labor themselves. I mean, my main argument until until this point has been... Cheap labor helps the employer, not the employee. We have a massive unemployment crisis right now, and this is good for the plutocrats and the employers, but not the employees. And I think we owe something to to uh, to the people who are here now, and that includes recent immigrants um, who who are who are here legally and American citizens and blacks and Hispanics themselves who are in this country the now. Column. We need to do something for them. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.